Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. There's a lot of things we could have started today's show with, but I think we should start with the fact that the WWE just sold for $9.3 billion. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to weasel out of this, aren't you? No, what? No, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this because Steve's going to get on his phone and he's going to see this picture before. I, uh-huh. I, I know we'll come back to uh-huh. what you're talking about. Mm. But but yeah. I don't. I just want to ask you a question. No, I mean, when did Vince McMahon episode. become Waluigi? Oh, did you see this? I sent I, it to you, Jesse. I Please very unfortunately did see this. You did see this. Yeah. What? What is? Did he go crazy with the Just for Men? No, I think anytime you're accused of so many crimes, uh, you try to change your appearance. And he was charged, or uh, he was uh, accused of so many crimes <laughs> over so many years. He was, he was. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah. he decided to uh, sell his company to uh, noted great guy, Dana White. No, it's the company that no, Dana White sold I know. to. I know, but they both stink, and I just wanted to say it into a mic. Right. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's quite the look he's got now. All of his hair is his natural color. (laughs) Yeah, man. He went to the uh, Rudy Giuliani school of uh, hair dye. It does not surprise me at all that they're in a group chat. You take the shoe polish. Dump it on your head. That's what uh, oh, Vince boy. McMahon looks like he did. I know he's not Italian, but that mustache has set Italian people back at least 75 years. That's, <laughs> that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> that is one of the worst things I've it's ever a, seen. It's bad. It's bad. Um, shocking. And, you know, you would think that, and I guess if you're a billionaire, you don't have people like this around you, but, like, <laughs> does, does no one say, hey, Vince? It's like I would expect... If, if we ever got rich, guys, if we ever become rich and I have a really bad die job or something, I expect you guys to be like Adam. See, you're, you're thinking about this like a person. Okay. You need to think yeah. about it like a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whenever someone goes away for a long time, they got to come back with a rebrand. Right. <laughs> yes. And he went away for a long time for reasons mysterious reasons wasn't kicked out of his own company for again so many crimes Mm -hmm. so many crimes (laughs) uh so uh that's why he decided to come back with the silly little mustache uh, rebrand yeah now account of all the all the uh the crime you see um it's the first time this is going to be the first time since 1953 that a person not with the last name mcmahon will control the wwe wow or WWF before that. Vince bought it back in 1982, I guess from a family member. I, I haven't had a chance to really go in deep into the story, but... Um, it's wild. 1982, he bought it for a million dollars back then, which is roughly $3.17 million today. And he turned that, uh, along with family and many other people and huge stars that they piggybacked off of, I get all that, uh, to $9.3 billion. I actually kind of thought... Uh, this might. I thought this was like an April Fool's joke that went out too late. Like I saw Forbes' tweet, and I'm like, did they schedule that for the wrong day? Just seems like a weird. It's a. It's an interesting combo. Makes sense. UFC yeah. like fake fighting, real fighting, all coming together. But, uh, but it is interesting in the wake of WrestleMania that they make this announcement as well. Yeah. Well, this is the weekend they would make the announcements, right? So the big 
press conference yeah. weekend when they actually talk to the media and all that kind of stuff. And for the brands to be merging, I think it's a huge opportunity for just cross promotion. Like I, I assume there's a lot of similar fans. It's, it's fighting and, and pro wrestling. And you're going to see, I think, a lot of the stars jump back and forth in terms of entertaining each crowd. Well, Brock Lesnar already did, right? That sort of I guess that's the first one, right? Yeah, I mean, he probably should not get back into it on account of he's like old, and also you're not allowed to do steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I, uh, I don't mean yeah. jump back and forth in terms of we're going to see Cody Rhodes fighting in the UFC. I mean, we're going to see them ringside doing promotions for the WWE, yeah. like for their their storylines in the UFC matches now. Is it possible, know? too, that if a UFC fighter gets too old, which happens quickly, right? Like their their window is very short. Uh, that they have a longer career with the WWE afterwards yes. because they're able to do those athletic things. It's yeah. really interesting from a developmental uh, standpoint because, uh, I mean, they have the, the UFC fighters have the athletic ability even after their career is done, but uh, very often uh, they discover they don't have the charisma. Like even oh, even yeah. a charismatic someone who's charismatic by UFC standards, all of a sudden you put them in a wrestling ring and they just don't have the mic skills that the other guys do like uh page van zant for example who's uh who was in the ufc dancing with the stars and everything she's just i don't know just sort of another yep another character, character. Go with, this is uh, in aew but you know. ronda rousey i think she's a good example too oh. where it's she she had the star power and everything and the athleticism for sure and you hop over and the, the personality doesn't radiate yeah. wwe superstar and she was a big personality in the ufc but then you, you know, you go to a, a more scripted platform and it's like, oh, did they have a personality or were they just sort of a jerk? Yeah. <laughs> or, or or everybody else doesn't have a personality. And in like the case of the NHL, it's like, oh, Wes McCauley is this big personality. Yeah. And it's really mm-hmm. nobody has one. And Wes just happens to stand out. I, I It's been funny when when we did our little stint on the fan. One of the people I filled in with was J.D. Bunkus. And I filled in for Ben Ennis when J- Ben and J.D. were doing that show together. And Triple H came on. And that was right when Ronda Rousey had signed with WWE. And listening to him and again I get that they're amazing promoters but listening to Triple H at the time talk about how excited he was about Ronda her athletic ability he's like but it's her personality that's what we can't can't wait to unleash and I was like I was like I'm ready I'm ready and then she does not understand kayfabe like mm-hmm. she, what's that? I, uh, Tell me for as somebody who doesn't watch it regularly. She doesn't understand the line uh, blurring uh, reality and, and fiction, mm-hmm. and uh, she just is. <laughs> she goes at the fans uh, in Ooh. a way that does not invite them in. There's a difference between her being mad at the fans and like MJF. From I wish Justin Fisher was here. Uh, for from AEW or the or the way Roman Reigns is is arrogant uh, in the ring and in WWE, he does it in a way that gets him over as a heel. Right. There's a difference between a heel that is loved and accepted by the audience as a heel and someone who is just unpopular. And is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it's but it's no from a developmental standpoint. You know, you're able to go to UFC fighters who are, you know, could be young and at the beginning of the career or it could be as they're aging out or injuring out and you go, all right, here's here's how you do it. There's there's plenty of folks who have gone from uh, some sort of martial art background that have gone into WWE. Ken Shamrock, uh, Brock Lesnar was a bit of a hybrid. Bobby Lashley was a wrestler. I think Chad Gable was a wrestler. Like, uh, 
oh man, what's his name? He's in the AEW now. Uh, I forget his name. I wondered this too. You so, forgot the most famous one of all time. Who was it? Kurt just? Angle. Oh, oh my wow. God. Kurt right. Angle. You. You're right. Yeah. And Ronda. Yeah, you're, you're going to see it's a one-way transaction with the superstars. You know, WWE can now use the UFC to promote, but now the WWE can cherry pick good personalities and turn them into wrestlers and bring them over. The other thing I wonder with that is if you're, um, if you're trying to sell the UFC, the most famous, rightly or wrongly, uh, UFC personalities ever have been Ronda Rousey and I think Conor McGregor. Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell, yeah, earlier on. But like Conor McGregor was like a, there was like a force to him, right? There was a personality force. People were really into him. His fans are crazy. Yeah. And it's because uh, he was, awful. you know, he awful. <laughs> and, but, but also, then one. But but then one, and I think, yeah. and he had a big mouth, and he had all the things that 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 grab you, or you know, stuff you could run on Sports Center. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a quotable guy. I wonder if you take some of the producers from the WWE, like the ones that have been there forever, and you bring them into the developmental schools, which they have, and they go, "Here's how you talk in front of a camera," because what you have to do is sell that sport, right? Pageantry. Yes, the, and sir. this is this is the problem. Like, uh, I feel like half the fighters on any given card are almost doing it at like a loss. Like if you don't end up winning the fight and winning that purse, uh, you got to pay for your corner, the hotels and, and everything. I'm sure UFC covers some of it, but like those guys who are on the undercard or at the beginning of the card, they're making shit all. Mm-hmm. But everyone's got an amazing story for how they got to where they are. Like everyone who became a star in that sport got there on the undercard and in the lesser promotion. So mm-hmm. if if... WWE or the the people associated with that are able to make that interesting. That that could be good for all involved. It could be yeah. good for the, the well. If you could tell a better story about how they got there too. Yeah, right. I, I I would worry about it becoming a little too forced. Like I think about the biggest names in the sport ever that you have seen that like crossover. You go like Chuck Liddell, uh, GSP, Anderson Silva, Conor McGregor. Like those are some of the big four. And if you, if you're like trying to turn uh, George St. Pierre into like a Conor McGregor type, I don't know if it works. I don't think it it's works for him. <laughs> I agree with you. you know? I agree. He's a, just a friendly guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if he you want to like fighting. But he's the good guy. He's yeah. the face, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, he's but Captain like, America. I don't think you could Captain coach Canada. GSP to do anything kind of media wise. He kind of just is his own guy. Yeah. You know. No. But you know, you absolutely know Vince is going to try with every single oh, yeah. guy. I mean, <laughs> if you're WWE, you got to be able to, you got to think you could accomplish anything at this point. You know who, Adam, Adam, this is going to blow your mind, but two of the like surprise best new wrestlers over the last couple of years are, and I'm not making this up, Logan Paul yep. and Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny held a belt. Logan Paul, I know. Yeah, Logan, Logan Paul's Paul. fantastic at wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like he had, you got to be like, okay, well, I taught these fucking clowns. I could get away with anything. Did For you sure. see him uh, jump onto KSI? Yes, over at WrestleMania. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah. wearing the so he has his energy drink prime thing, and KSI was wearing the the mascot costume. Did you see Snoop Dogg very stiffly bounce off the ropes? <laughs> did not bend at all. Don't break Snoop. him. Don't break him. Snoop, you're he's almost like what seventy. He's got to no, be. He actually did a great job because he had to improvise the rest of that match. Because did you see what happened? 
No. She's Shane? 51, by the way. He's oh, my God. Poor <laughs> Jesse waits so for 20 years. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you I smoke he was in a so many blunts. Yeah. But Do you know that Snoop Dogg's only a year older than Eminem? What? I know. Actually? Eminem's 50. Eminem's 50? Snoop Dogg is only 50? 51. Snoop Dogg's 50? Yeah. In Dr. What Dre, year? Dr. Dre is 58. Sworn. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. I could have sworn Snoop Dogg was like 62. <laughs> I can't even remember what I was about to say. Yeah, it doesn't even... Isn't that <laughs> wild? That you were talking about one of the matches. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So Snoop Dogg had to improvise the end of an entire wrestling match because Shane McMahon got in there for the first time in a year. He should never go in the wrestling ring ever. But he gets in there and within a minute, his quad explodes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, no, I thought that was Vince. It wasn't Shane? So... Years ago, both of Vince McMahon's quads <laughs> popped off the bone. And he still yeah. sold it. He had to sit on his like, bum because he couldn't stand up. <laughs> and then uh, years later, his son did it. So they got the old splody legs gene. Ah, it's good. It's good. Shane, Shane it appears, it in didn't corner. inherit the... <laughs> What do you call so it? many crimes, Gene? Splody leg. What do you call this? Splody, splody leg. I believe that's a song from the late two thousands. Do the splody leg, isn't it? Isn't that the do the do the splody <laughs> leg? Yeah, the song sure. by Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. seventy five. Like, it looks like the worst fucking injury ever. Oh, not yeah. fun. Yeah. Apparently, that's what uh, that's what broke up the relationship with the Spurs and uh, Kawhi Leonard. Is he he had something similar to that? And they have oh, never really? really talked about it publicly. But the from what I've heard, they were worried about. He was worried about limiting his career, and they're like, "We have a team that can win a championship now. You got to play," and that's why the load management thing came in. And they and sat out a year, and then yeah. they traded him to Toronto, and then Nick Nurse was the head coach, and now he wants out. So. Yeah, no, yeah, oh, no, he's open to stay. <laughs> I want to talk about that at some point today because if an, if a, if a Maple Leafs coach said that. Guys, stop asking me Woo! about the thing that I brought up on Prompted. Yeah. If you ask me about it one more time, I'm gonna be upset. I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> disappointed up. in Nick Nurse. He's he's out. He has one foot out the door. He wants out. Oh yeah. Somebody else has offered him a deal already under the table. Uh, apparently Even though it's the the Rockets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't happen in sports, especially basketball. It couldn't. Tampering couldn't possibly exist. No. <laughs> Uh, related, I asked someone this question today. Has a player ever been fined for tampering? No, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think the players get to stay out of it. Because Pierre-Luc Dubois is making a case. Oh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's making a case. We already know his next team, and he's under contract. I just, again, I wonder with Pierre-Luc Dubois, are you sure? Not because the Canadians don't have a great future. Not because, um, uh, not because they're not doing. They're doing all the right things, like Montreal Canadiens, right now. They're exactly where they should be, mm -hmm. uh, and they're doing all the. They're going to do great. They're going to have a great draft. They're going to probably have a, a couple pickups in free agency. They'll be great. But yeah, like are you? Dubois. You have played in Columbus and you have played in Winnipeg. Columbus, not a whole ton of media attention. Uh, uh, Winnipeg, a lot more media attention. But do you really, are you really sure you're ready for the pressure of Montreal if Columbus and Winnipeg got too hard for you? Well, he could rise to the occasion and have huge success there, or he could discover that it's not for him and whine and pout his way out like he's done everywhere else so far. Fair enough. Um, Perplexing Draymond player, Green was fined for tampering in the 2020 season, uh, 1920 season before that, because he was uh, on TV on NBA 
uh, TNT, and he said he wanted Devin Booker to leave the Suns and come play with Golden State. So that's a player trying to recruit. Mm -hmm. This is a player trying to actively get his way out of town and onto another team, (laughs) not at the trade deadline. Like, it's different when it's like uh, Patrick Kane or Jerome McGinley at the, the trade deadline when they're like, I want to go to this specific team. The writing is on the wall. They're leaving, right? This is a guy who is pretty actively campaigning to leave a team that he's currently on. Yeah, I don't think that's tampering. What is he tampering with? His own his own team? He's taking like, his You're not own. allowed to do that. Yeah, you if, can. You can request trades all you want. Yeah, you can. To Montreal. Publicly. Yeah, publicly. Yeah, literally, you literally can request trades. It happens a million times. But yeah. publicly, though. I think, yeah. I think what he... <laughs> it literally happens all the time. Yeah, how, would, how would a player even get... <laughs> In his own career, I think it's almost impossible to to get fined for tampering if it's your own career. If yeah. he was saying to, if Nick Suzuki was a UFA and he was saying publicly, I want Nick Suzuki on the Jets, or I'm, I'm talking to Nick Suzuki right now and we got a deal ready with Kevin Cheveldayoff, we're ready, and Nick Suzuki is going to be a Jet next year, then that might be tampering. But like imagine John Tavares got on TV and was like, yeah, I, f- I think I'd like to go back to the Islanders. That's not tampering. Yeah, no, Patrick Kane. What? That's determining yeah. his destiny. Steve, Patrick Kane said, said he wanted to be matter. a New York Ranger. Was that? Patrick Kane said he wanted to be a New York Ranger. That's not but tampering. But again, it's different. The writing is on the wall. He's going. He's leaving. And he has a full no move. This is a player with... No, but mm. your your tampering thing. I don't know where you came up. Yeah, with that. that's not tampering. <laughs> like, uh, that's not tampering. That's, that's talking <laughs> honestly about where you want to go. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely honest. I mean, he didn't say I want to go this season. There are he's lots not. Of, is, isn't he? Isn't he expired at the end of the year? Is he yeah, an he's RFA? An RFA. Yeah, and then he's yeah. an RFA. So when I'm an RFA and my contract here is no longer valid and no longer enforced, then I would like to go to Montreal. But he That's has not, not waited for that. Well, okay. he has. Has he come out and said he wants to play for the Montreal Canadiens? No, but we all know it. So why are we all talking because about it? Because his agent is the one doing the tampering, and that's what you hire right. an agent for. All right. Well, can you charge? An you agent can absolutely. That? You can. That's the person you can you can tamper with. The thing is, is that all I'm saying is, if if I were a Jets fan, I'd be very upset about the, that. The NHL doesn't. Uh, the NHL doesn't want to enforce tampering rules unless they're egregious, and the reason for that is, Sports if you go after least. one, you have to go after every single one of them, and that would be the whole league. So it's it's sort of like speeding. Everybody does it. Sometimes you get caught. Don't you dare put a prospect on a plane, though. Oh, yeah. Don't put a prospect I on a I don't know if it's about speed. Do you remember uh, Drake got fined 25 grand for tampering? For what? For He, he brought did? Kevin Durant out on stage at OVO, and he was like, come join the Raptors or something like that. No. Yeah. Oh, I don't he remember that. Yeah, and, then, and then, yeah, they fined the Raptors and Drake 25 grand. As they should. He's a team employee. Yeah. Well, he was at the time. I don't know what the relationship Amb- Ambassador was or something? Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about the main thing that we came here to talk about today? So, Okay. I, I just want you to know beforehand, I'm completely justified in this. I don't, I don't think and the so. password was the same. Those are the things you need to know. I was big mad this morning. What? What do you guys... Okay, go ahead. No, oh, you tell no, us. You tell him. You, you we were here when it started. You oh, fill us in fuck. to what we walk into. So, so Adam was in this building alone. Yeah. So I'm in this building alone. And I don't know if you're like me, but there are certain things... Like, everybody's got their triggers, right? Everybody's got their thing that's like, I'm, I'm upset now. Uh, Steve, I think yours is with food, for instance. Like, if someone messes with your food, you're pissed about it. No, it's it's similar to yours. Is it? Is it? Text? Tech. So, I have an, uh, an iMac desktop computer, which is a computer for people like me who don't want to specialize in anything. I just want the computer to work every time. I just want to press it with my finger, <laughs> and I want it to work. That's all I'm asking. 
That's all. Uh, flat out, that is why I buy Apple because I don't understand this stuff. It's not for me, and I don't want it to not work. Adam, and that's my your, biggest problem with PC. You check your phone like this. Yeah, basically, I'm, I'm a total boomer when it comes to this kind of technology. So, so I go, I come on, I come inside and I press the the finger point finger, fingerprint thing, and then uh, I've done that too. Uh, <laughs> and I I I it's like well to unlock your fingerprint. You got to enter your password. Now, to make things simple, my laptop and iMac, because of the same Apple ID, have the same password. So I enter the password. Doesn't work. Enter the same password again. Doesn't work. Do it a third time. And then it's like, okay, we're locking your, your account for one minute. So I'm like, okay, motherfucker. So I bring, out my, <laughs> I bring out my laptop, which I have right here. And I go, all right, I'm going to see if I can log into my laptop. Same thing. Can't use the fingerprint. Got to log in. I use the exact same password. And the password, lo and behold, works. So I, this is 10.15 I get in. By the time Steve and Jesse You were in, yelling about that for an hour? I told you I'd been here for an hour. I was, <laughs> I was on Apple Forms trying to figure this shit out. Could it be that when, because this is a brand new computer. It is a brand new computer. you've only used like three times. Could yep. it be that the password was different? No, it can't. No, you know what it was, Jesse? Say it with me, folks. They broke my computer. <laughs> that is an old one. They broke an my old computer. One. I want a new computer. They broke my computer. So, explain your reference. Oh, they broke my phone. Which is yeah, what? I, People don't there's a know. lot of... That was six years ago. I talked about the built-in obsolescence of uh, Apple phone and how they break on which time. is true yeah they which do is true and they, they admit to that they're like we'll just pay the it. fines we don't care yeah and i was like okay so it broke because they made it so that their phones break they broke my phone to which you guys for some reason argued on behalf of the giant you had a temper tantrum company. About your yeah because they broke my phone <laughs> <laughs> and they and broke then, adam's computer no. Because and then you threatened to move to Samsung and then you did for, for a, a week. week. Okay, and then you week. went and got an iPhone after that week. Yeah. I went and got an iPhone <laughs> because they indoctrinate you into their phones that are easy to use until they break. That's what I want. I want ease. I don't want any specialization. Just give me so, give me the thing and let it turn on for an hour. Because we showed up at like what eleven? Yeah, and we get oh, yeah. you're still. Locked out of your computer. I'm, I'm like a kettle on the stove, just fucking whistling out the years, man. So mad, big mad, internet mad, and I'm I'm like I'm so pissed, and I and I'm looking at I'm looking at Jesse and Steve, and they're loving this every moment. Which oh, just, I wasn't loving it which at all. Which just pisses me off even more. Oh, what did like, I do? What did I tell you to do? <laughs> I told you to drop it. I'm like, we got a show to do. Yeah, you did tell me to drop it. That was that was the real advice. But I was like, here's here's the problem with me. Is that once I've dug my heels in with something like that, then I gotta fix it before I move on to the next mm, thing. Otherwise, I'm gonna think about that thing all day. Mm. Now, here's the other problem. It, it there was a prompt on the screen, and I looked this up, and I guess it's something else is using the IP. So I'm. They're like, there's a few articles about how somebody could have hacked my computer and my information's already out there, which I assume it is anyway. Um, I don't think that happened. That's probably not it. It's something else. No, I think. I think. The simplest answer is usually the correct answer. And it didn't connect to the and internet either, probably, did it? The simplest answer is probably that you typed in your password a whole bunch of times incorrectly and you locked yourself out of your computer. Well, <laughs> I'm going to throw it through a window if we can't figure this out. 
And Jesse tried for 10 minutes. He couldn't figure it out either. No, we got to a point where well, and we had to go do the show. But it wouldn't connect to the internet, would it? Yeah, the, the internet. But I think that was probably just like... Um, I don't know too many temps or because I connected to um, I tethered phone. to my phone, so the internet was working. So it must have, it's our Wi-Fi that it wouldn't connect to specifically. Jesse, can you help me send a Facebook through my <laughs> email? So and then we got to the point where it was going to be fixed, but we had to go do the show. No, we didn't. We were not that close. Yeah, we were not that close. And I moved it downstairs so you could plug it into the router. Yeah. After the show, what's mm-hmm. that? Is that the cord? I am so upset with you guys. This is unfair. It's cable. This is bullying. I should be able to plug it into the TV and it works. (laughs) If it's cable internet, why doesn't it work when I plug it into the cable? Hmm? Can you answer that? And all I can think about is my mom when when my my Disney Plus password logs out or something like that. By the way, the reason I feel like I got hacked is because my Disney Plus got hacked last week. And there was... So I log on. It's the hackers. It's always the hackers. hackers. They get you. With the email. (laughs) There's Chinese subtitles on one. And then the other profile that was set up, I guess they were like, we'll just leave him his profile. The other profile that was set up was in Spanish. And I was like, okay, so... Oh, this is how they get you. Yeah. It's always somewhere, (laughs) you know. Changed my password. I know. I had to like instruct my mother on how to re-log into Mm. it. So I felt... like that right now mm. it's very upsetting anyway that's the uh that's what happened guys you're very upset oh i was pissed you know, you know what man how fucking hard is it at this point like honestly to remember think your about, password? Like, no, no think about this for a second why do i need to enter my password i've given you my fucking fingerprint fingerprint guys I, and my no, password, we never set up the fingerprint. No, I set up the fingerprint. On okay. On that computer, I set up that yeah, fingerprint. Yeah. The fingerprint does. It's like no, this time, fuck you. Put your yeah. password in. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck your password. Is that too I, difficult? I, honestly, it's was it, typing your password too much of a problem, guys. <laughs> it's the same password for two I computers. Don't know. I know this because it's the only place that I have the same password. I don't know, Adam. It's. Definitely not that you just typed it in incorrectly. Yeah. I'm going to install maybe some IT controls so I can reset. No, here's what you install. That'd be great. If you could do that, that'd be great. No, you you need to install white New Balance shoes. (laughs) Khaki pants. High high socks. Not just khaki pants. Khaki pants that ride a little too high on the ankle. (laughs) A tucked in retro t-shirt of a band. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I can and, manage that. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, unbridled, unresolved rage. <laughs> you need to be a little bit more bald, too. Yeah. Mm. You need to be like, like hanging not on. Full, not that. full bald. No, no. You need to like really just hang on to that Widow's last peak. thread. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the little coin. Widow's what Peak coin? and the coin at the oh, back. At the back. Oh. So <laughs> a good a uh, coin. Not quite George Costanza. No. No. No, no that's too on the nose. <laughs> you need the Widow's Peak and the little coin. It was an upsetting morning, and there was zero sympathy. I just want you to know zero sympathy in here, and I'm upset about it. What, yeah. did, you want us, what did you want us to do? I want you guys to be to be sympathetic and say, you know what, Adam, it really sucks when that happens. You want to yell at the computer? If, yes. <laughs> With help your- me yell at this computer. <laughs> That's <gonna> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Great. I think I... This computer works. <laughs> On! It's like the Ignite box, right? I got the Ignite. If it's Ignite, then it's... Hey, like- hey, On! No promoting them on this show. They haven't paid for I that. Hey Siri, log into Facebook. <laughs> hey Siri, messages from Janelle on Facebook. <laughs> they say you shouldn't do that on podcasts mm-hmm. because people who have that on, yeah, you're gonna cause go, a loop. You are. That's gonna. <laughs> hey Siri, call phone. Alexa. No, hey don't. Google. <laughs> it's like that South Park episode with yeah, the <laughs> they attached the ball. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you don't want to say that to people's podcasts. He, was it? But. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Siri, order a pizza. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, anyway. Hey, I, Siri, call Dave. The computer. <laughs> you all know a Dave. <laughs> No, uh, call, call mom is a good one. Call mom. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Alexa, call mom. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's it's, the computer. I think currently, it's a pocket dial. I think I pocket dial. And the sad thing is, is that Jesse's going to fix this in about three seconds. Mm-hmm. And I am going to, I'm going to, again, I'm going to get him like a $25 gift card to like Starbucks Please or something don't, stupid. I don't want that. Because I, d- Jess, here's the problem. I haven't had a desktop forever and I didn't know how to turn it on. And Jesse was like, I was like pressing the button key, in the back, pressing the button. And Jesse's like, you know, there's a, there's a button in the back. Oh my God. <laughs> this is two weeks ago. Oh my God. Two weeks ago. It's not my thing, man. No, but it's not your so fault. This, this entire studio, I need you to know mm. this, the computer, the cameras, the lights, the everything. Jesse wired this whole thing up, did everything, learned it all. Like amazing. Like I, we should, I should, I should. We one day we'll do a studio tour. Yeah, we'll, you can do, see we'll it. do a tour and we'll show it's you. Not it's not done yet. About. Yeah, it's not. But done. like he does need- this all himself, and I can't fucking turn on an iMac. <laughs> like, what a pathetic fucking human being I am. And this is what it is. That's why oh I get mad. That's why I get mad. I'm like, you're better than this shit, Wild. You're better than this. I got my parents in my ear, like you can be better than this. Uh-oh. And that's no, where it is, Adam. It strikes at my heart. You hear Ken? Yeah, Kenny's like. <laughs> And he's like, Adam, that's just not good. I could feel him after hockey practice. Like, you, you were dogging it out there, weren't you? Dogging it. Oh, see? That's see? not good. That's, but I hear. But he was right. I was fucking dogging it. I hear myself becoming my dad, though. And that makes me more mad. Which is he Because I you... get mad at the computer. And then at the more mad I get, the more I go, yeah, nice one, Gary. And I'm like, no! <laughs> no! I am Steven! I'm Steven! I am my own man! 35-year-old man! And then I, uh, you know, mm-hmm. pay for therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to need some after that. So anyway. You um, are going <laughs> to. We'll have an update. I need to know from a therapist, uh-huh. like, how much of what you hear in a day is just, I couldn't get something to work. That's a good question. That's a really, oh, that's a good question. Oh, you drop. What'd drop, you drop? Drop the wedding ring. What'd you drop? Because you're fidgeting. <laughs> That's true. I it's, am it's fidgeting. It's a coping mechanism. Well, I wonder how much if a ther- I wonder if there are any therapists that listen to the show, and I know there are, who, who go, well, there's an issue, and well, there's an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you, as a therapist, you go through life I and know. you're like, you're just analyzing everybody that you know. Well, that's what LFR became for a little while was just me going and then I thought this but then because of therapy I learned that this is that but then this is that the worst is the the realization I I, uh, came to is um, a a big thing is irrational fears Mm. we all have irrational fears oh man we're Leaf fans of course we do and this is well this is the problem though with the Leafs there are no irrational fears think of the (laughs) think of the worst case scenario it will happen in most aspects of life there are irrational fears. You're fearing something that you don't need to. It's a problem that'll get solved. It's fine. With the Leafs, there's no such thing. Yeah. I had somebody tell me once, they're like, 99% of what you worry about never even happens. And I was like, that's right. And then you take that and you apply that to Leafs fandom. And it's like, it couldn't, there couldn't be another Game 7 loss. <laughs> there couldn't possibly be another. They got half a game. They got half a game to score <laughs> more goals on an employee of theirs. Then the other team manages to get, and they can't even do it. 
You're telling me they're up 3-1 yeah. versus a Montreal team who shouldn't be in the playoffs, but we have this goofy system right. where they're in the playoffs, and they're not going to win one more game? There's always a more... That's right, Jesse. They're not? That's right. No. I'm telling you. There's no way. There's always a more needling detail than the last. Yep. The blown 3-1 lead to Montreal. You know what my favorite little micro detail of all that is? Kerfoot had six points. That's pretty good. Alex Kerfoot had six points in seven games. He had to replace John Tavares. He did a better job than any of us could have ever hoped of him. <laughs> How? So they were. They up, broke my team. They were up 1 0 versus Tampa and then 2 0 and then 3 no, 2. No, 1 0, 2 1, 3 2. Oh, and they couldn't win any of those? No. Ah, uh, that's not going to happen. No. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, you're up good. I guess it did. <laughs> they did the same thing to Boston in 2019. 1 0, 2 mm-hmm. 1, I think. Mm hmm. 3 2. Mm hmm. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> this year, though. <laughs> this year is it. So anyway, I hope your computer works, man. <sighs> well, if it does, it'll all be thanks to Jesse, and I'll owe him for yet another thing. So, well, I like I just still glare on the TV. It's not even on today, so I don't know how much. Credit, Wait, what happened to the TV? I don't know how much credit I should. Where be are we at on the TV? What, what, Maddie? What is oh, Maddie? Maddie, Maddie what can did wave he fuck in up? the TV. That's how much glare there is. Maddie, wave. Yeah, you can now see. Oh, the, there's right. Maddie's hand. Give Steve Bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. It is. Oh yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. There we go. Hey. Can I have moose antlers? <laughs> Stop it. There it is. Whoa! Wow. Can I do a Mickey Mouse impression. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. good. Pretty good. A little oh. bit too. Like you need to get a little bit higher. I think. I think I can do it without the. Yeah, headphones. there you go. Oh. There. There you go. It's because I don't quite sound, there it is. sound right. Oh. Should we bring Dave on? Yeah, all right. All right, let's bring Dave on. Let's go. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. One of the things you definitely want to go to uh, Sports Interaction for, I think, is the pinata pick. Love a pinata pick. Pinata pick. For anybody that doesn't know, how would you describe the pinata pick, guys? Um, silly goosery. Um, <laughs> it's silly goosery. It says that right on the app. I love it. Yeah, this guy's reading our website. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a it's a fun way to just take a flyer on a game you maybe otherwise wouldn't care about. I liken it's it a to sports lottery tickets. Yeah, yes, I like it. I liken it to roulette. Because oh. I'm a I'm a roulette guy, and it, I like roulette. it feels it feels a lot like roulette. We just pick a number on the board, and it might hit. So, Dave, the pinata pick is one of the like one of the most popular things you guys have on the website. And for this one this week, it's the Masters. The odds are what? It's wild, seventy to one. Uh, that uh, your guy that spits out of the pinata is the winner. So when you kind of break down the odds. Uh, you know, if if you're getting anybody in the top, I'm going to say 50 world rankings, it's a phenomenal deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting one of those long shots, then it's not a good deal. But you know what? It's <laughs> the 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 way it works out because I've played a couple of them, and I and I've done okay. I've I, I've gotten. We're going to do one here in a couple seconds. I've gotten Kevin Kisner, uh, who is 47th in the world. Uh, not bad value at 70 to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine actually, <laughs> uh, I believe it was yesterday got, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, which oh. is oh. a legit, a legit star on this tour. 
uh, he got it. And you're not going to get Bryson anywhere at 70 to 1 to win the Masters, right? Masters is probably the Stanley Cup of golf for anybody that doesn't really follow the PGA Tour. This is the tournament out of a lot of good tournaments. So uh, that's why we like to have fun with this. Did I just watch you place a bet out of the corner of my eye? <laughs> no, I was I was checking just my account oh, okay. to see what I had uh, going. <laughs> I saw it open. I'm like, Jesse. <laughs> no, no, During the show, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so okay. What do we got here, Dave? Who are you? Uh, uh, who, uh, who, I, I got, oh, oh. Oh, you, you did yours. I just did mine. Okay. Who do you think I got? Who do you think I got? Name somebody famous who Tiger golfs. Tiger Woods. Scotty Scheffler. No, Dave, name someone famous who golfs. You're not. You didn't get uh, Rory. DJ baby, Dustin hey! Johnson. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, now, now not, DJ yeah. to win. That's awesome. So I put two you're bucks not down. DJ at that time. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna play one right here. Okay. I got two dollars in because I'm following two dollars, Steve. And I just got boom, boom. Shane Lowry. Ooh. Not bad. Oh, that's a good pick. All right. That's a good Lowry. pick. Yeah. Yeah. That right. is. Hmm. So that's just some of the stuff you can check out. Also. Um, Steve and Jesse and I uh, have a video coming out later this week. Um, we went head to head on our own masters. And I've heard good things about this. It went really well for one of us, and we won't say who. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yes. Okay, all right, Dave. We will talk to you on. I. You know what? Maybe we should talk Wednesday this week because that's like pre-masters. We can mm. set the whole thing up. And because uh, really, I mean, we're winding down the hockey season. The most important thing right now is Masters. So let's do Wednesday this week and we'll talk to you then. Okay, pal? That sounds fantastic. Right. Yeah, Masters starts on Thursday morning. And you know what? It's kind of your last time on Wednesday to pre-bet the Masters, which is uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, five to six hours of uh, golf watching over the weekend for sure. So yeah. that'll be a lot of fun. You know what I think is fair and just? What? Michael Bunting. <laughs> Everything about Michael. Everything, Bunting. everything associated with him. Um, okay, so you know the Leafs had two games this weekend. Uh, obviously, you know shutting out Ottawa three nothing is sweet because Ottawa Senators fans are backtracking on their takes from last summer, and it's freaking delicious. Like all of them, it's so beautiful, and they're like, "Yeah, I can't wait for the Leafs to lose in the first round." Is their retort, which is, I guess, okay, um, but I have to tell you. Uh, the the outrageous predictions from Sens fans last summer and them getting dunked on is extraordinarily satisfying. I wish I was above that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a better person than that. I can't even turn on a computer and I think it's hilarious. Who's top four you're taking? Who's, yeah. <laughs> no, top two, lines. top two top lines. Top two lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's great. It's great. I mean, who's top six? In fairness, their decor from this weekend was just a merry band of children. Right. Yeah, they literally have no one playing to no. Yeah, but that's also because they have no depth because they are not a good enough team to make the playoffs. Wow. Hence how we got here, which is they, what we were trying to say last top, summer. Four defensemen are injured. It's too young. Yeah. See, no, Adam's not ready to it's hear not. this shit. It's not. Adam's not ready to hear this it's shit. It's not. No. If you start... You start uh, uh, your 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 decor is centered around um, uh, Nikita Zaitsev and Travis Hamanick. Sorry, well it was. Uh, yeah, well, it was. I think they have Jacob Chikrin. Why do you think they moved Hassan on from Basho. it? Well, I'm just well, saying. Yeah, I think, they, I think Thomas Rabat exists. Yeah, but it's just him and Chikrin. It's still not good enough. By the way, if you're looking for a nerdy thing to nitpick going forward, do it. The Sens traded up, and the Leafs traded down. I think it was in the 2020 draft. The Sens got a higher second rounder. The Leafs got a lower second rounder and a third. The second rounder the Sens got was Tyler Clevin, who played mm-hmm. on Saturday. 
The second rounder the Leafs got was Roni Hirvonen. Oh. And the third rounder was Topi Niemela. There you go. So that's something to watch going Topi forward. time. Topi time. He's been reassigned it, to the Marlies. It's Topi time on the Marlies. We did get a big goal from a new player, though. Are you ready? You, Adam. <laughs> you hear that? Oh, I, sounds like something's buzzing. You hear that? Sounds like... Oh, here, Adam, watch your feet. Whoa. You don't want to kick over the Zahornet's nest. Oh, boo. You do not <laughs> want to kick the Zahornet's nest. So, Who's Zahornet. The hive before? The Malgan hive. The Malgan oh, hive. Malgan now hive. it's the Zahornet that hive. The Zahornet's nest. <laughs> the Zahornet's nest. <laughs> Someone tweeted me Zahornet hive, and I just didn't like it. No. Right. Because, I don't know, I feel like hornets don't live in a hive. Yeah. They live in a nest. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't work. And you step on them. <laughs> so so hornet's nest. I like that. They're gonna I'm get into you. That. Yeah, they're, they're gonna get you. They're gonna get you. Uh, so I mean, it's great to Jim see him Diamond. score. The, the Diamondback. It's gonna get Diamond. you. Jim Diamond is gonna get you. That's <laughs> a, a deep cut. A very deep cut from Nashville. Um, but I, I do want to ask. Uh, uh, you know, it's great to see him get his first goal. Do we deduce anything from no. that? From him even playing? Like, why him? Uh, he's big and you might as well see. Okay. You might as well see. Like they, um, are very obviously going to be resting guys, right? Yeah. Marner, Giordano and McCabe all said, we're not talking about last night yet though. We're only talking about Ottawa first. Well, okay. But they, but I know what you're saying. They got to get guys in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Those are trying guys. Yeah. I don't have a problem with them getting a guy in there. Um, he's played NHL games. He's fine. He's big. I mean, the thing with Radam Zahorna is there's still a little reptilian element of my hockey brain I cannot shake. There is no evidence in Radam Zahorna's career that, like, before the game began, I was like, I wonder if he fights Kastelik or Watson. I don't even think he topped 30 penalty minutes in a season in the minors. So why do you say that? Because he's 6'6". Oh gosh! There's yeah, the little yeah, reptilian part of my brain that's like he's six six two twenty. He might fight. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. That's literally John Scott's career. He played university hockey. You got to wear a full cage. You can't fight in university hockey. But the Iowa Wild in the AHL were like, "Hey, you're six seven. Want to fight?" And he's like, "Oh well, I want to play pro hockey, so sure." And he just figured it out. So I look at Zahorna. I'm like, "Ah, oh, you never know." Jesse, did you enter the wrong password? To what? TV screen. I just noticed that it's also not working again. So uh, no, I did not. Didn't enter, enter the wrong password. password? Okay. Oh, it must be. Oh, oh. There are other ah, issues going on. Hoisted by that. his own petard. Yeah. Did does it not work because uh, perhaps there was a malfunction of some sort, or human error, or option three, which is stupid, broken piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck. Actually, I wanted the glare to be more pronounced, ah, so ah, I shut off okay. everything so everybody can see more glare. So, so there wasn't really actually, <laughs> there wasn't actually really a, a storyline to come out of the Ottawa game, other than the Leafs won. So uh, Boo hoo! Cry, yeah. cry about it, Sammy. Cry about it, sends fans. No, that's really what it is. I mean, Sammy, with the, yeah, <laughs> the it's great. Is but boo hoo! Cry about it. I don't know. If that's um, the story. <laughs> but I do want to talk about this. There were two major storylines to come out against Detroit. And Detroit fans are thrilled that they won. Leaf fans could care less. Sure. It's like, whatever. We're talking, we're, we're thinking six, seven games ahead. I mean, they should lock down home ice at some point. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> yeah, but I think they hopefully will. Uh, but mm. I do want to talk about this. There's two stories. What do you want to hit first? Do you want to talk about Matt Murray? Do you want to talk about Michael Bunting? Hmm. Hmm. I think bunting. people want to hear about Bunting more. Mm -hmm. So Bunting second. 
We're doing it. It's called tease. No, bunting first. You want bunting? He's the producer. I go with him. All right. He's because it's not live. Yeah. Like people could just skip over. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, bunting. Skip, 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 skip. Maddie, make sure you put Jesse Blake Sports Report in the title for this one. Just make sure. Just make sure. Just make sure that's the show no, we're doing just today. Just like sports support, well, the concept would be fine. compelling. So. By the way, I want to say I'm the only one of this network of the three of us that doesn't have a show named after them. Okay. Yet. Uh, yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like that's what I need is another no, freaking show. No. That one show we have on our network, Asian Provocateur, with Alan Walsh. No, that's your show. <laughs> no, it's you not are my the Asian Provocateur. That's, <laughs> oh, that's the that's the joke is that I'm the Agent yeah. Provocateur, not Alan. Oh, that's Adam Wild, Agent Provocateur. Yeah. I thought that. What AP stood for was Adam's podcast. Uh, <laughs> That's what I, I thought. Alan was—he just happened to be there. It was producer Alan. No, on Adam's podcast. That's not what it is. That's no? not what. It is. So okay, so Michael Bunting, um, some some fascinating stuff coming out of this. But I, I actually wanted to read a thread from Cam Sharon, who obviously is inside. You know, he's got insider knowledge of the Leafs organization because he was a part of it. And he said, I remember it being pretty widely reported that Bunting was leading the league in penalties drawn after the November game versus the Islanders last season. Yes. In Bunting's career to that point, his penalty differential was plus 0.8 per 60 minutes. Since then, he is a negative 0.0 per 60 minutes. Now, I don't know necessarily what those numbers mean, but I know <laughs> one number is good and one number is bad. Here, I can put it in simpler terms. Um like and by simpler, I mean not that Cam's wrong. I mean it's it's above my head. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a way it's a Cam way of saying it. Give me a Steve way of saying it. Yeah, a dumber way of saying it, basically. So I I was uh, texting with Andrew Berkshire mm-hmm. um, today because I was also tweeting with Andrew Berkshire because he thought Leaf fans were being whiny complainers about this. And listen, I'm not saying we don't do that. We are whiny complainers for sure. Yes, to be sure, from time to time. Oh, to be sure, to be fair. So. He was tweeting about that, and what I said is there's a few things. He draws the most, call, he drew the most calls in the league before. Sometime this season, the valve shut off, but he still draws calls. Yes, but not power plays. Most of the time, when he sends someone to the box these days, he's going with them, often on made up nonsense. Someone uh, responded, "Bunting is his own worst enemy because he acts like a child." Once things don't go his way, he's visibly disrespectful to the refs, therefore loses all benefit of the doubt. Very true. Mm -hmm. So what I said is, this is what I said at the height of that issue around two months ago. He's mostly dialed it back since, and it's changed nothing. He's paying a debt, I guess. So what I asked Berkshire, and we, we haven't found this yet, we just haven't. It's a tedious task, unfortunately, that we have to go through manually. Which means I hope someone on the Discord does it for us. But no, um, stop it. No, it's no, you have to do it. No, because I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. So it's not penalties drawn versus penalties taken with bunting. He takes a lot of penalties. He draws the, a lot, and he draws a lot. It's when when does he draw a penalty? Second most in the NHL. When does he draw a penalty where he is also not assessed a penalty? Yeah, it's got to be a power play, you know, and like get, getting into a scrum behind the net, and you know, you can both, we just call it power plays created? Yes. Sure. And so, can it just be a number that isn't a decimal? So I, I wish I had thought of this idea last night. I didn't. I thought of it a couple hours before the show. I spent half of that time driving, so I didn't have time to look it up. Berkshire did look some things up, though. And what I pointed out in the LFR last night is 
Bunting was one of the best players in the league at drawing penalties, and I think drawing power plays. That's what I think. That's my theory. I don't know that. I don't have the numbers to back that up. At some point, the valve shut off. Mm -hmm. What do we all... Do you have a theory on what the valve was, Jesse or Adam? Uh, I think when a referee uh, put his two hands onto him and then shoved him. Multiple and times. And everybody said, oh, this is fine. Let's move on and not make this a giant issue how, that it was. How don't they even release a statement? How don't they because say nobody anything? Because nobody can hold them to it. Who's gonna make them? That's shambolic. Yo, no, man, it's not it's subprofessional. It, it's it's what did, what did Patrice what was the Patrice, Patrice O'Neill thing? The punk test. The punk test. Yeah. No. They, so the NHL passed it. Yeah. They you you step to them and they're like, what are you gonna do? What the refs, hell are you gonna do? Refs can do whatever the fuck they want. And like to to put it in terms of not even the Leafs, there was a play last year that was in Dangits uh, that I was surprised how many people defended. There was a scrum at the benches during a Sens-Sabres game. Four players from the Sens were involved in the scrum. Four players from the Sabres were involved in the scrum. There's 10 skaters on the ice. Eight of them were involved in the scrum. The refs have their hands on the players, grabbing mm -hmm. at them and pulling Throwing at them. them. The play's still going. Yeah. I think it was the Sens. Take the puck go into the offensive zone, and score. It's a legal goal. What? You can't... The re Okay, the moment an official purposefully... It's one thing if you bump into the guy. That's fine. If The moment an official purposely put their hands on a player... So Play's like, done. If Play's I go done. from if I go from this to like this, yeah. where I like hand on your shoulder to hand grabbing your jersey. Play's right? done. Play's done. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? I'm not playing against you. Get your hands off me. Right. What the fuck are you doing? So That's a non-participant interacting in the game. Yes. And that's, a that's the same equivalent as a fan jumping on the field of play and touching a player. Right. How no, is it not dead? Well, no, but they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, so I'm putting my hands on the... Right, blow the fucking yeah, play that, dead. That's, they that's have a whistle. thing for that, dumbass. It's called a penalty. It, it's in your mouth. Blow it. Oh, my God. So, anyway... Phrasing. So, so there's that. Uh, I think that can, I can think you can you do the bunting incident again because uh, people don't remember from last that, night. No, him getting shoved by a ref. Oh, okay. who so, was a junior hockey player? <laughs> so Dan Kelly yeah. uh, is he's a he's not a ref. He's a linesman. People Sorry. are very picky about that. I don't. I frankly don't give a shit. But it's someone wearing black and white in charge of officiating the game. You know what I mean? So there's some sort of scrum in a Leafs-Tampa game on December 20th of this season. Nylander got hit behind the net. I want to say by Pierre-Edouard Belmar. It doesn't matter. There's a scrum. The refs are looking for bullshit from Michael Bunting. They're looking for it. So Dan Kelly grabs him and goes to shove him off the ice mm -hmm. with enough force. Like It's one thing to restrain a player, fine. But he goes and shoves him with enough force that Bunting almost falls over onto himself. Like how many players have like snapped ankles or like sprained their oh, yeah. or whatever. And then when Bunting regains his balance, it's the craziest thing. So Jesse's got the yeah, play up right now. We can't show it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we can't show the footage, unfortunately. Yeah. And like Bunting handles it really well. So he's getting he says, guided off the, the ice, guided doing? off the ice, shoves him, Bunting regains his balance, shoves him again. Buddy, you're not playing pro hockey anymore. You have to make this adjustment. 
you can't do that as a linesman. Now, I don't know if there was any retribution or if he had games taken away from him or whatever, but here's what I think happened. That made a lot of waves. A lot of negative things were said about Dan Kelly and a lot of negative things were said about officials on social media and I think internally as well. There's no way Kyle Dubas didn't go and complain and scream bloody murder about this to the league. Show this, right? Matty. So, yeah, if you can you can show the still. <laughs> show a still. Like, look at, look at Bunting. Look at that. Like, what? And, like, if he stumbles back and whacks oh. Dan Kelly in the back of the head with his stick, it's Bunting's fault, right? Yeah. Bunting? Oh, yeah. Like, say what you want about Bunting. He was a choir boy during this whole sequence. Like, he he didn't shove the official. If he shoves the official, it's 10 years. He wasn't even talking to the official. He was talking to Yeah, he was talking to him right afterwards, before he got shoved afterwards, off. Afterwards, he was like, what the fuck are you doing? You yeah. can read his lips. And then, yeah, and then he goes, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I, love, I love listening to Bunting talk because every now and then you hear the Scarborough. It was, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I heard exactly how you said that. Anyway, so I think the Leafs went to the league about that. Since that moment, there's been a correction on Michael Bunting. And this is why I was worried about Sheldon Keefe after the game last night saying Kyle's got to talk to the league about this. He said Kyle's going to talk to the league. Kyle's going to talk to the league so about this. So it means this. that Kyle and, and Sheldon already had a conversation. I mean, listen, hockey guys already think Dubas is a nerd. <laughs> they already think the Leafs are whiners. You know, mm -hmm. they, the, the league can't fucking stand its biggest cash cow. They can't. Um, think of all the things they prevent them from doing. All well, the, the, all the, the Leafs aren't even on the executive owners list. Yeah, all the nitpicking stuff. They can't stand this team that, frankly, the league would not exist without. I'm not saying you should give them preferential treatment, but I'm saying you shouldn't, like, objectively fuck them on many calls. Mm -hmm. So And maybe have a local broadcast team, just throwing that out there. Anyway. Well, so that happens, and that is when I think the valve shuts off. Yes. So what Berkshire found and texted me, so see, the beginning from the beginning of the season to December 20th, that's the game mm -hmm. against the Lightning, Bunting was drawing 2.55 minors per 60 minutes of hockey, uh, which was even higher than last season's 2.2, um, but taking 1.85 minors per 60 up from last year's 1.47. So he's drawing more, he's taking more, but he's also drawing more than he's taking. Mm -hmm. Good. Positive uh, penalty differential. We like that. Since December 20th, he's drawing just 1.58 penalties per 60 and taking 1.76. So it's almost a penalty minute, a full penalty minute per 60 down hmm. from that time. Like, so like someone who's better at math than me, like it's down at least 33% since that moment. That's not an accident. That's absolutely not an accident. And this is why I scream bloody murder in the LFR about corruption and these guys being whiny babies. Like, you can't tell me that's not on purpose. The 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 Dennis Weidman uh, thing where he injured a ref and that ref has never refed again. That was terrible and you can't do that and he deserved to be punished for that. But officials very, very provably through numbers, obviously took it out on the Calgary Flames for the next calendar year. Yeah. You can't do that. And then the moment it was pointed out, it was corrected. Right? So they do this. Um, I think back to Alexander Burroughs. They're the third team in any game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think back to Alexander Burroughs, who, you know, was a motormouth 
and you know did embellish and was a thorn in the side of many officials. There was a game where he was diving around and the refs fell for it. And a ref, according to Alex Burroughs, who's now an assistant coach with the Montreal Canadiens, um, according to Alex Burroughs, the ref skated up to him before the game. He's like, you made a fool of me last game and I'm going to get you. <laughs> and he called him for three penalties that night. And Burroughs said, talk to the media about that afterwards. I forget the name of the guy. I forget the name of the guy. Doesn't matter. I'm sure you could find it. So anyway, uh, from what Berkshire said, so he went from wildly positive in terms of penalty differential to slightly negative. So again, it's not wildly negative. Like he's not being completely shut out of these things and screwed, but they're calling him differently. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's his fault. You know, maybe it is a correction. Like maybe they reviewed plays of his and they're like, you know what? This guy's fooling us a lot. And we can't let him do that. I, but I think it's been an overcorrection. How did he end up with a misconduct last night? And I think that's where we, we got to get to. Fuck him. That's why. Well, because he, you know, fuck him. He just, why. he's just, his back yeah. is just eating stick, right? Like he's getting cross check after cross check after cross check. And How's he ends up with dive? a misconduct. Yeah. I don't know. Also, like, and also he doesn't have to dive if you do your job. So the sequence that happens, Bunting lays a hard check on Jake Wallman, mm -hmm. and it is deemed to be legal by virtue of it wasn't called, right? Mm -hmm. Wallman didn't like the hit. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Cross-checks him, and it's not called. <sighs> Hockey lore or code or whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's the players dictating the game or whatever, sorting it out amongst themselves. You hit me, I cross-check you, fine. Pound of flesh, fine. We're good. It's the second cross-check that Wallman gets called for. Mm -hmm. And Bunting got called for diving. Last time I checked, officials don't like cross-checks to the vertebrae. That's what put the guy out. And it's a dive? That's embellishing? It's shocking. It's a shocking call, and it's the second shocking embellishment call against Bunting in recent memory. He's paying a debt. They're obviously paying a debt. Go and look at the numbers. Go and watch the footage if you think I'm biased. Now, question. Keith... Uh, and, and David, I'm, I'm quoting from David Alter's article in the Hockey News here. He said there was some discipline by Keith on Bunting for his part in the fiasco, and he's talking about the the cider thing with the stick uh, after the misconduct and yeah. everything. He said he said the forward was benched for most of the third period after his misconduct expired and was limited to just two shifts for the remainder of the game. Now I wondered about he's, that. He's fumbling the bag. Hold on, some oh. of this is on Bunting. I'm wondering though, and, and I, I I agree with you there, but. Is it possible that Keith is holding him out of the game? Maybe because it's like, don't be an idiot, but also because if we put you out there, you're going to get called. Yeah. <laughs> and we're no, trying I, to come back and win. But, but well, and this is, he, this is why he can't play on the top line. And it's gotten to the point where he can't play in the top six. Like, like whatever type of player you think he is, he's got 20 goals this season, right? He's mm -hmm. a good hockey player. He scored 60 points last year as a quote unquote rookie mm -hmm. who's like three years into his career, whatever. Um, second up, the second runner-up to rookie of the year. Yeah, at yep. forty, at forty-three. Yeah, it's amazing. Years old. Yeah, it's it's incredible. <laughs> but he's a good hockey player. But uh, the way the game is called is significant. It's important. And if one of your players uh, simply is out of favor with NHL officiating, you can't have him in the top six. So, so what's the best team in your estimation? on 
and I don't want to call it gaming the system because that's not fair, but I would say the best politicking, team, politicking with the refs. John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning are exceptional. Mm-hmm. Who else? Mm, the Bruins, but they do take their fair share of calls. Well, no, no, they don't. They do not take their fair share of calls. They take calls. And that's the difference, hmm. right? There have been, and and this is where uh, uh, Berkshire's numbers, it gets cloudy a bit. And this is why I asked for power plays. So here's the last part that he sent me. Bunting is first in drawn calls and fifth in calls against pre-December 20th Dan Kelly incident. He's seventh in drawn calls and fourth in calls against since then. So he's always been a high event guy, a high penalty guy. But even when you look at that, we're seeing a flip. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a reverse of what happened before. The reason I want to see power plays um, drawn and taken, even that doesn't show the full picture because it's the stuff not being called on bunting. Like, you know what I talked about with um, Matthew Kachuk? Mm-hmm. Um, and how if you're, unless you're a complete idiot after the whistle, you can get away with anything that only applies if they're not actively looking to give you a penalty. The officials go out there and they actively look to give bunting a penalty. I'm not saying it's an anti-leaf thing. They don't do that for Matthews. They don't do that for Martin. They don't do that for Nylander. They don't do that for Tavares. They don't do that for anyone else on the team, but they go out there and they go 58's a problem. We're looking for him. For some reason, they don't do that for Marshan. For some reason, now, they don't do that for Kachuk. If somebody made you look like a fool at your job, mm-hmm. dove and tricked you and that sort of thing, would you not do the same? You know, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm any better or different. I'm not going to get on a pedestal or a high horse and say that I am. But that is what's happening. They're human, right? It needs to be solved. It was solved with Kadri, somewhat. He was perhaps drawing too many calls. And it only took three suspensions in the playoffs. Well, no, no, no. This was before that. This is like, uh, oh, okay. This is before that, early in Babcock's tenure. And this is what we do as Lee fans. We get a little too excited about our fancy stat man. And with Kadri, we said, look at him. He's got the highest penalty differential in the league. He leads the league in drawn calls. He's brilliant at it. Ref, see all that? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. A, nephew or a cousin sends them a tweet or maybe they got a burner and they maybe look at it and they go this fucking fucker they start looking at cadre footage and they're like this is the stuff he does so it's not just okay we need to call him differently it's we need to make a correction Mm -hmm. so cadre not being able to draw a call at all wouldn't show up in the numbers properly Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you'll see the power plays drawn completely dry up. What you won't see is the sheer amount of bullshit he has to deal with night in and night out. Is that a way of that the goes refs, uncalled? Is that the way the refs sort of teach you a lesson? It's like, debt. Mm-hmm. It's debt. It's fuck around and find out debt with the officials. And I'm. is that not corrupt? Is that not biased? Is that not the exact opposite of what they're paid to do? And that's all true. But let me go back to a point that you made earlier that a lot of people are asking online, which is, okay, so Kyle Dubas makes that call. I think they have to give it 24 hours. Yeah. There's a rule where there's a cooling off. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're upset about something, you it has to be after this 24-hour period has thing, and then you can talk to the league. Let's say Kyle or even Shani calls, because Shani and Bettman get along. Um, we think. Um, one of them Allegedly. calls, they talk, and uh, and they're chatting it up and, and that sort of thing. How How will that actually affect the Leafs? Because a lot of people are concerned that if they lodge a complaint, the refs will just double down. So one thing I yeah. think is important in the conversation is that's adjacent to this whole thing is that the refs always find a way to even up the calls. Yep. Like even if bunting is taking all these penalties, they're going to find a way to even up the Is it the, the Leafs' turn? We have and video and audio evidence of this yes. from the Tim Peel Thank incident. you, Tim Peel. Yes. yes. And so I, I was pulling up the power play opportunities for and power play opportunities against. And it illustrates just how ridiculous the NHL is about these things because you look at the you look at the stats right now and the Ottawa Senators they lead in power play opportunities for they also are number three in power play opportunities against the Toronto Maple Leafs who do not get a lot of calls they're twenty second in uh they're twenty first in power play opportunities for are. 22nd in power play and opportunities it's been like that against. For years. It it's is, been like that for years. If you look down this chart, they are all pretty much right, within five, right there within where they are in opportunities for and opportunities against. Bad uh, league, man. Boston Bad is league. number three in opportunities for and against. They are. Oh, Boston. Where am I looking? Where am I looking? Boston. Starts with a B. B. Boston. Do you see Boston? They're actually. Oh, I have the wrong stat there. Ah. Uh, they're number four so they're mm-hmm. three and they're four you know it, it lines up too evenly uh, across, across the entire league so this whole bunting thing i'm not too concerned because mm-hmm. the refs are going to find a way to make it now four penalties is each. that in the playoffs though this is regular this is this year's regular season okay because i wonder about the playoffs i think it's same game in the in the off chance anyone from the leafs organization hears this Here's what I would like to see them do. Don't even pick up the phone. Don't even pick up the phone. Let it go. Let it go. You're not going to make it better. Let it That's go. That's why you do a 24-hour cooling off period because you want to make sure you want to have that conversation. Sleep on it. No, no, no. I want to make sure they don't have that conversation. That's what, but that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, is yeah, That's yeah. why the NHL institutes that. It's like, don't say something you'll regret. Don't even, don't even call them. Don't even call them. They already, they've made up their mind about you. Don't even call them. Don't so, be surprised that you didn't call. Then, then how do you deploy your lines with a guy who's got 20 goals? How do you deploy your lines? I think he's second line left wing. Like it's it's JT, Will, or it's probably JT, Marner, Bunting. What do you need for, because Keith is obviously upset with Bunting as well. He knows that he's he should be. He's fucking up. So what, what do you need? And you said fumbling the bag. What do you need from Bunting when you sit him down? Because they're talking today. You know they're talking today. Yeah, yeah but he knows. He knows what he he's, he needs to hear. He's, he's a fucking adult. Like he knows what's the, the game that's being played. He's so, played in the National Hockey League for long enough. He knows how this works, and he needs to get his head. In well, his, obviously he doesn't though. So what, right, because it, it, we wouldn't be here if he knew. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I can't make up my mind about Ryan O'Reilly. I okay. can't make up my mind about where he ends up in all of this. Like in the lineup. Oh, I forgot about Ryan yeah, O'Reilly. He's coming back. Oh, and <laughs> bunting. <laughs> third line so so this this is yeah this is what i can't make my mind up with is do you have bunting with Tavares and one of willie or marner or do you have him on the third line i suppose with 
O'Reilly and who? Like Lafferty or Kerfoot or something like that? No, O'Reilly, third line, their center. Or second line <laughs> center. And then JT's the wing again. They love that. And you can do that. Yeah. But it affects where Bunting goes because then he doesn't have a home in the top six at all. Yeah, he's third line. He's third line. Yeah. So, but... Might be better. You can make you can make a pure shutdown line with O'Reilly. Or do you settle for having a bottom six that can bang and crash and has a little bit of scoring touch with a guy like Bunting in there? Kerfa can set up plays a little bit. <laughs> he can. He, he can. does something. He can. He'll be I'm, he'll be around. I've been told he's done. He oh, does he'll stuff. be around and around. Kerfoot will be on the ice. He'll be skating. What I want, he sure skates. What I want sure from player Kerfoot tracking, Kerfoot will be skating. What I, what I want from player tracking, uh, no one covers more ice per sixty than that guy. No one. So much busy nothing. Oh yeah. There's so oh, much there's a busy busy. Nothing. busy. He he's the uh, he's the uh, the meeting that could have been an email. And I'm sorry, you can show me, you can throw any stat at me about Alex Kerfoot. Let's just call it what it is. He's the meeting that should have been an email. So anyway, but this does create a problem here because... A good problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why why you're You're so bent out of shape about something that's awesome. No, no, you're right. Too many good guys. Because, and this is is Bunting's problem, is we found out he's replaceable. Mm -hmm. Callie Yarncroke who the way his season began in Toronto, I never would have thought this is how it ended up. They tried him at center in the bottom six, didn't work. They tried him at right wing in the bottom six, it didn't work. Oh yeah, let's try him first line left wing. Mm -hmm. Fucking unreal, best season of his career. Up until like a week ago, I would have been 100% convinced that it's going back to Bunting, Matthews, Marner, or Willie. You know, that's what it's going to be. Game one of the playoffs. And now I'm like, Barring an injury, not a chance. Callie Yarncroft is fucking awesome. Yeah, absolutely not a chance. That is his spot, game one, 100%. Yep. So, what do you do? You got to fight to get onto the second line, but if they've made up their mind that they're putting O'Reilly there, there's literally nothing you can do. And then if you're the guy who's taking too many penalties, nobody's feeling bad if you're dropped down the lineup. Or you just send him at the... You send him at Perry... (laughs) <laughs> or Belmar, because you don't like the size mismatch with Maroon. You just send them at Perry or Belmar every shift. They take each other out, and you get nice wide open four-on-four hockey. <laughs> Go get some coincidentals. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. I just, I, I think, uh, the one thing I want to say is that, like, the, the what the refs will do in the playoffs is they'll let you get away with, um, it's legal murder. I oh, believe yeah. is the yeah. thing. But they're not going to let you get away with beaking off. No. Like he does. No, and, but he's curbed it. He's dialed it back so much. I just want to know what they expect him to do. Because what he's done over the last... He did last... try to talk to them, by the way, at the beginning of uh, one of the periods. And they, they're they like, we're not even it. interested. Yeah. No. They wouldn't even talk to him. No, I know. I know. He's in the bad place. He's in the bad place. Which is a ridiculous thing because it should just be, hey... You should be able happens? to consult with the referee on the game. You it should be able to be chat with them. Whatever happens on the ice is called objectively because your job as a referee is to just call the rule book, not have personal vendettas against players. I... This is worth pointing out. John has a responsibility in all this. Tavares. Sure. Riley has a responsibility in all this. Yeah. And one of Matthews or Marner, whoever's wearing the letter that game, they have a responsibility in this. The refs are not going to tell you to fuck off. You're wearing a letter. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. There was That's a, true. You know, that is a good point. There was a game a where point. Marner, visibly on the way to the bench, was trying to calm Bunting down. I remember that. And I feel like that was either born from 
he should be doing that. Or an official goes, Mitch, don't fucking talk to me. Get your boy. At the top of the hour, is making Michael Bunting captain the solution to all this? (laughs) (laughs) And that's coming up right after this. Uh... So there, there is something that Adam, needs... let's pay some bills. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, hold on. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back up around the corner. There is something that needs to be pointed out because every time we point out a player is leading in penalties drawn, the refs go, oh, we can't do that. We have to dial it back. Uh, from Kevin Papetti, it would be a real shame if it was widely reported that Nikita Kucherov is second in the Eastern Conference in penalty differential this season. Oh, and Braden Point is only a few behind. Uh oh, yeah. Because Freed said it on a hockey night, and then uh, you know, like the thing is, I that hope they don't find that if, out. If you even whisper referee on hockey night, um, uh, you have to retract it. I've seen it time and time and time again, and I know you don't see it anymore, Steve, because you're you're doing your streams. But like, if you criticize the refs at all by the next intermission, you're retracting it. It's I, I've seen it happen. It's wild, and I'm surprised no one's talking about that. I think there's there has to be a way. Uh, and I want to follow up with Cam Sharon's tweet. He said, I stopped using penalties or drawn penalty differential as a point of analysis a few seasons ago. I think Hockey Night needs to stop covering for the officials when they blatantly target certain players. NHL officials are a huge problem and they drag the league backwards. And I I, I could not agree with that more. I think you got a little bit of Ron McLean is a referee. So I think you got a little bit of like, hey, what about that perspective? Which I appreciate. Oh, listen, I mean, but someone does have to advocate for them. Advocate yeah. for them because it's agree. just an ocean of people saying but, you fucking suck at your job. But the thing yeah. is, is that it's like, off. I get it. In terms of a conversation like what we're having right now, it's off the table. And sure. that broadcast is extremely important to setting the tone of the game. Clearly, the referees watch it. Clearly, the families watch it. Clearly, players watch it when they're not playing. It's the, it's the broadcast in Canada, especially. You got you to gotta be able to have these conversations. And I just think, you know, if, if they're not allowed to, that's a big problem too, right? It is. Referees are the third team in the game. They have four players on the ice instead of five. So they're almost, they're basically shorthanded, shorthanded to 13. <laughs> I, I just remembered the, the point I was, I was about to make was, make uh, was uh, uh, so bunting was a problem. Mm-hmm. Motor mouth, motor mouth. There was the game in Boston where he lost his mind and you can't fucking do that. And that's when I called him a liability and we had that conversation and everything. Since then, like he just stares off into space chewing his mouth guard after the whistle these days and players shove him and nothing happens but the refs still fucking they run after him to grab him to prevent him from doing something like he's an escaped animal at the fucking zoo he's standing there guys they've made up their mind about this player he's in the bad place and i don't know how he gets out of the bad place now let's talk about matt murray he sustained what's probably his third I don't, I don't know if you want to call any of the major injuries. I don't even know how you classify that. But If you go on LTIR, I think it's a major injury. So he's been on twice already this yeah. year. Uh, he's played about the same amount of games as last year. Mike, Mikey Stevens tweeted out something. He's like, you know, I really wish it had worked out for Matt Murray in Toronto, which I thought was in front of the story. Like, we don't know that he's not going to be back next year. But he has played... Come on. He has played very good hockey, I think, when he has played. The problem is, and last night was just a shitty thing. Yes. Like, it, there was nothing last night that could have happened. Like, that's just bad luck. What happened to Matt Murray with the Detroit player falling on him? Oh, yeah. That yeah, sucks. I don't think uh, Lucas Raymond meant to do no, that. No, of course happens, not. Man. But I, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, so remember how we were having that, is there a goaltender controversy happening here in Toronto? 
Um, For the backup position. It seems like, I don't know, like if, if he's out this week, uh, you're not going to go into the playoffs with an, a 70% Michael Bunting when Wool's available. Michael Bunting? What? Michael Bunting, excuse me. Uh, 70% Matt Murray. Ah. Oh, I know. Right? Like if Matt Murray's at 70% and Wool's at 100%, you go with Wool. Oh, yeah. So the Leafs have a bit of a precarious cap situation. And I saw... Um, I think it was cap friendly. Well, no, of course it was cap friendly. They tweeted out what I think it was is the Leafs called up Nick Habrzezi, mm-hmm. uh, who had an assist last night. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for him. It's nice to see him in the lineup. Yeah, too. they called him up, but they pointed out they don't have the cap room for this, so they're going forward with the assumption that because he was called up and they don't have the cap room for it, that Bobby McMahon was placed on LTIR. Mm-hmm. So now to call up Joseph Wool, I don't know what the rules are there. If you're able to call him up on an emergency recall, there's no cap hit. But if you have to just regular call him up, I think uh, either Zahorna or Abrazzese has to be sent down to make room for Wool. Mm-hmm. Abrazzese makes more than Wool against the cap. Zahorna makes less. So I would assume Abrazzese. I don't know what the protocol is for classifying something as an emergency loan, but Simmons right now is up on an emergency loan. Same with uh, how does that Nick. work? Abrazzese is up with well, an emergency loan. Charlie so got hurt a week ago. Just they're use just, it. Just yeah, use it. They're just finding ways to call people up and just classify it as an emergency loan. So I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with Joseph Wall. And and uh, <laughs> apparently it was tweeted and deleted last night. But apparently the 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 oh. backup was the uh, the emergency backup when Samsonov got a little hurt there. Uh, was um, Curtis Joseph. No, that was... Is that Mike, true? That, that was, was Mike Zeisberger, who I love very much. Oh, was that an April yeah. Fool's? He, uh, he got tricked. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, I was like, yeah. I wondered why he deleted that. No, That's they, why I brought it up. They did it on the broadcast. Like they Because they had footage of Cujo coming to the arena because he was there. And no, then, but he, he tweeted that he, he was texting with Curtis Joseph. Uh, Zeisberger did? Yeah. Oh. Here, I'll try No, to but it. like, it was always a joke that oh. Cujo was... The so, emergency back. He I think he was there funny. for something else yeah. with his equipment. Yeah, but he wasn't actually. That's such a shame. Yeah. Adams, I, Adams it sucks that. that Zeisberger tweeted that. I don't know. I think it's funny. <laughs> Whatever. Right? Oh, I. But don't. Zeisberger, he did, he didn't tweet it as a joke. Like he thought it was. Could it be a too late April Fools? That's what uh, I was trying to figure out. Oh, he deleted it. So. Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah, wow. Well, he got fooled. Um, Martyr, <laughs> Giordano, and McCabe rested on Sunday. Oh, so oh, sorry. we're we're good on Matt Murray. Well, I mean, what I mean, it's gonna be it is Ilya and Wool. Uh, I assume. I I don't have a problem. It doesn't matter to me if who, Murray isn't who hurt. Backs up. Mm. It doesn't matter to me who backs up. Uh, Samsonov is the starter. Um. And apparently the reason his arm was sore is because he wasn't prepared to play. He was doing a workout. Because he worked. And he was sore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he so went hard this morning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or that has morning. To, has to play tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Well, absolutely has to be the starter. No, Steve. Maybe he can play two games no. this week. He's going to play Ilya again. He better not. Sheldon and Keith if Wool goes down, you got to go to Shelgren. Sheldon Keefe loves not playing Joseph No, Wall. you cannot play Samsonov versus the Blue Jackets. He loves no. not playing You can't playing even play Joseph versus Wall. the Bru- Bruins, I, I don't think. Just when do they play the Bruins? Thursday? On uh, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, like All I know is he can't play next game. You, you can't, I don't it can't know. happen. Can't happen. I don't know. Can't happen. No. Sheldon Keefe. No, they have a sports science department. Yeah, this isn't the last guy. The Sheldon Keefe. No, listen. Sometimes. Sheldon Keefe's name is not pronounced Babcock. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna look at it and say, "I got, I got Ilya and I got Joseph Wall." 
I don't know about the Joseph Wall character. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna. I would sooner start Abrazzi in that than Ilya Samson in the next game. Absolutely. So he can skate around in the blue crease. The most active goalie ever. If you're a goaltender, fuck the crease, as, as he says. I, I got a question. Just go everywhere. Uh, question about the just the Leafs and stuff. Like, how many other players do you like? If Martyr didn't, I know Martyr wants 100 points. That's cool. I know they want home ice advantage. That's cool. Uh, but like, you probably want Marner, Matthews, Nylander, um, and Tavares to rest at least a couple of the last games. At least a couple. There's six games left. Well, Columbus is an interesting one because do you start your full lineup and give yourself the best chance at two points? Or do you go, it's Columbus, and rest a bunch of guys? Because I ask that because ideally you want to lock down home ice Mm -hmm. before you have to play Tampa in the second last game of the season because it's hard enough playing a seven-game series against Tampa. You don't want to have to play eight. Right. <laughs> you, you don't want to have to play eight. You want to lock down home ice advantage before that fucking game. Yeah. And they should, that should be the Marlies. Is that something we're worried about? The Leafs are four points up and have a game in hand. It's just that it's possible. And Jesse, take it off the table. How many times have we established it's the Leafs and the worst case scenario will always happen? Sure. Yeah. Intrusive thoughts are nothing and, uh, until right. you apply them to the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. Um, okay. I, I think the strategy should be you play versus the weaker teams, you rest versus the tougher ones. You play everybody versus teams like Columbus, you rest everybody versus teams like Boston because you're going to get beat up in those Boston Tampa games. So you don't want to have your stars out there. It's, that's that's my strategy. I'm fascinated by like how the Bruins play it, even because like I know they're resting guys. Tampa's going to be resting guys at some point. Like that's sh- that should be like what is it? Norfolk <laughs> versus the the Marlies. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. But if the game means something, eh. uh, I hope not. Um, I hope not. Okay, so uh, before we go to the press conference here, guys. Uh, I want to I want to do a, a quick uh, shout out to uh, Game Over Montreal as well as Habs Fan TV and Habs Eyes on the Prize. There's going to be a Habs Fan Watch Party April 8th versus who? Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs at Lacage, which we had our event in Montreal at the draft Le-Cage-y. last Lacage or Lacage, depending upon which side of Montreal you're from. You guys are uncultured swine. It's Lacage. Uh, so um, uh, you can uh, check it out. We'll we'll post the event bright. Uh, underneath, uh, like in the description of the video on YouTube. Uh, but um, basically, space is limited. There is going to be a, a cover charge of uh, uh, $5, but it should be a fun sort of end of the season. The Montreal Canadiens, for as bad as their record is, I think they've had an extremely positive year. Um, and are There's lots of positive to talk about. Tons, except for the fact that they're all injured now. That's it. Uh, <laughs> there is so that too. You're going to see Laval take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. You'll probably see Laval <laughs> take on the Marlies. Yeah. And win. Uh, they've done that to the Leafs before. So, um, the Habs anyway. are going to reacquire Ryan Paling just for this game. Big shout out to the Habs fan watch party. Um, and uh, hopefully you can sign up. Are they go. streaming game over? I assume afterwards. I think they are. From Lakeji? Yeah. I hope Damn. they do That's their cool. job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go and watch live game over? I would. I hope they do their job. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like Adam Wilde. Yeah. I hope. Sorry. I hope they do their job with COVID. <laughs> There'll be some uh, prizing. Also, <laughs> how do I how do I get on the event break? <laughs> how do I? 
Is it here? Can you send it to my text what it to my hell, Facebook? Oh man, this is huh? so unfair. This is so unfair. Text uh, by the way, uh, prizes brought to you by Sports Interaction as well at that party. Oh, which is nice. Great. I heard of them. Yeah. They're gonna give you a free day with Dave. Yeah, just 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 hang with Dave. You have to hang day. out with Dave. We're gonna go with office. Dave to the grocery store. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's not, no, you're not doing anything special. No, it's just regular day. Is shit. there a Jets game on? No, no, no there's no Jets you just game. Get to hang out with him and his family. Here, you know, we should give away a prize where you have to watch a Jets game with Dave because J- Dave is Dave is is Winnipeg Steve Dangle. He's very you know quiet and and uh, confident and knows his things on on the air. But watching a Jets game with Dave is an experience. You gotta watch it. Well, Adam, we don't all have season seats. So oh, just really get out of here! See Dave at the game. Stop Did it, you anyway. bring him to the platinum section? <sighs> Let's do the press With conference. Your sushi? Yeah. You know what I like to do? Talk into a microphone. Yeah, and also <laughs> get in on the action with sports have a big head. Yeah, wear bare feet in the freezing cold. <laughs> Be a dad. Freaking wear V-necks that are actually <laughs> it's not a V-neck. Okay. Um, sports interaction. NHL, NBA, MLB, so much more. It's the friend I don't have, clearly. Uh, Crazy odds, best live and play. Download the app in Ontario. You can use the QR code at the bottom of the screen, or you can head to sportsinteraction.com slash STPN to get started. 19 plus, please please play responsibly and get better friends. Yell at the computer. He does that too. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I just want to say... Jesse, oh. I have my sushi before the game. I don't have it at the arena. Thank you very no, much. No, you used to have it at the arena, and then uh, you got too bougie for the, even that, and now you have it before. I'm very when did the, When did the switch happen? Adam? You know what? Just I just want to get into my computer. That's all I wanted right. today. I wanted to come in, sit down on my computer, type away. Here's the show. Clickety click. <laughs> I don't like your hot case, and I don't like <laughs> I don't like the evil grin that you have when you touch it. Every time he's like, "Wait a second, they're gonna hear it." He's so hey, evil. Steve, he's evil. You want to you set up one? Uh, what do you got? Um, Adam, how was your weak tea and oatmeal this morning, you silly boomer person? Yeah, there it is. You put me on the spot. Yeah, I I thought you were good on the spot. (laughs) No, it's not like your job. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. All right. Okay, this is from Julian one one two four from our Discord. I just show up. Julian says, "Fun little exercise." Which one of the following exotic cities would you want to see an NHL team? Hmm. We got London, Honolulu, or Mexico City. Wow, your definition of exotic is all over the place. Um, (laughs) London, Honolulu, or Mexico City? Mexico City. (coughs) Yeah, unfortunately, London, it does have to be Mexico City. Um, I mean, the majority of the biggest hockey teams in the world are here in North America. Mexico City is technically part of North America, which I didn't know. You didn't know Mexico is part of North America? I feel like in school they teach us it's Canada and the States. And no, Mexico they teach us it's, they teach us it's three. Yeah, well, I didn't remember that, so <laughs> no, they didn't. All right. I always thought it was Central. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, I think when they talk about having European NHL teams every time they're like, well, they'll have to have their own division, kind of like the Canadian division. You know what I mean? No, and I think Mexico's, no. yeah, their biggest strength in this conversation is they're not across the fucking No, you fly, yeah. you fly from Montreal to LA, same flight. Same oh, flight. it is Montreal, the same flight. Montreal to London? Yeah, but oh, Montreal? LA to London is the problem. Yeah, th- then we get trouble. But yeah. like the Eastern trips, all you got to do is is uh, group their London team's Western Conference trips uh, trip all together. You know, like do that. They have a month here or whatever. And then all the month. East Coast games are easy. <laughs> 
You're going to leave for a month. I don't know if it's a month. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm no schedule matrix, but yeah. they can do it. Yeah, I mean, I think... That sounds like a nightmare. Nah. <laughs> Fucking go. I think Bye. that... Me- and, and the thing that I really want to see is I want to see the Mexican cultural impact on the game and the fans' impact on the game. Because if you've seen, like... Uh, if you've seen CONCACAF and you've seen like TFC, for instance, taking on a Mexico City team, like a Mexico club uh, in the MLS, uh, it's unbelievable. Like their fans are crazy. And I would love to see a little bit of that in the NHL because, um, you know, when you watch European hockey, you yes. see you see crazy fans. I want to see crazy fans a little bit more in the NHL, specifically Toronto, where you kind of sit down, like everybody's sitting down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want Mexican fans to basically just uh, uh, influence everybody into being a little bit li- louder at the games. More fun. More fun. What I, what I was trying to look up on my phone is uh, the – I wanted to see if Mexico to – or no, what would it be? What would be the longest flight in the NHL? Like Vancouver to Mexico? Edmonton to Mexico? Oh, that's a good question. I would think Edmonton. So I was, they're the highest. They're the first, like, north. I was trying to find Winnipeg. what would be farther. That Edmonton is the northernmost in the NHL. Yeah. It would, would it be that to Mexico City, or would it be the former longest commute in all of hockey, which was in the KHL? It was Prague to Habarovsk. And it was... Well, I t- tried to find a flight, and it just says you can't find a flight there. Oh, it's because of the the, the oh, war. Oh, it's Russia. Yeah, maybe yeah. the war. Might yeah. be the war. Could be the war. <laughs> you can't fly from Prague right. to Russia it's anymore. <laughs> well, it's a 134-hour drive if you want to do it. Whoa. Yes. 134 hours. From Prague to Habarovsk. Uh, five days, 13 hours. Oh, and there's tolls. Ah. Oh, and the Take me the toll freeway, please. Uh, I don't I don't know how to take out the tolls. 10,287 kilometer drive. <laughs> Jesse's Jesse's what is it, Jesse? Steve conveniently forgot there's a war. <laughs> I didn't forget. I can't fly to Russia right now. <laughs> From Prague. Uh 11 hours and 10 minutes direct uh non-stop flight Los Angeles to London. Uh, six hours oh, if you were to go Montreal to Los Angeles. So almost double, but like suck it up. You're on a private jet. You play professional hockey. Yeah. London team coming soon. All right. Edmonton to Mexico City is. I missed the X. There it is. It is. Load. My name is Adam and I forgot my password. <laughs> <sighs> It is an eight-hour, 30-minute flight. Was that? Edmonton to Mexico City. Was that direct? I hope so. Are you so. sure you didn't just like book a flight that's got like four stops? Uh, All right, so moving it on. It looks direct. Moving on. It's direct. Moving on. I don't know if that's correct, but this is from Colin. Colin's name is This Is Colin. Colin asks, I don't get it. What does Adam think about Radio GPT, the AI that is writing, voicing, and producing radio segments? Mm. Yeah, I think I think that Rogers actually invested in this in Canada. I know the guy that heads up Rogers Radio. Jesse and I worked for him directly. You you brought him to your seats. I did not bring him to my seats. Uh, no, no. Um, Ted. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it's it was this was talked about like 15 years ago when I got into radio um, that this was coming. Um, that AI eventually would be able to replace jocks on the air and stuff like that. I think it's. Uh, if I'm being frank, if you want to be as honest as possible, I think it's radio's downward spiral 
um, in North America uh, come to life. Um, you know, we've we've diluted and diluted and cut and cut and diluted our product so much that um, a lot of people don't have a connection to the radio anymore. When you go to Australia, you go to London, other English-speaking countries that are not next to the United States, um, some of the biggest brands in those countries are radio. Um, you look at the effect that BBC Radio 1 has in 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 the UK or like a morning show like at Capital FM, if there are any of our UK listeners who listen to Roman Kemp, you listen. You look at Kyle and Jackie O or um, who are the two funny guys in the afternoon for Hamish and Andy uh, in, in Australia. Those are brands that not only they took it from radio and then they turned it into YouTube and they turned it into thing. And we just don't do that here. And we don't do it in the States either. And it's because these big companies bought it. They leveraged a ton of money and then said, oh my God, our interest payments are crazy. And let's cut a bunch of talent. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of syndication, but like, let's have one person doing 40 different shifts and let's make it so vanilla that no one can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's why podcasting is sort of taken off in the way that it has in North America, because it's the only place where you can really, to me, get you're getting real conversations um, you're not like at the top of the hour, should Michael Bunting be captain? Like, we're not doing that, right? We're just giving you the story. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think unfortunately with AI in radio, it makes so much economical sense that they can't not do it. They can't justify not doing it. Uh, cause the, uh, what, the way it's going to work in Canada, at least is that it'll be like overnight newscasts, but that's where it starts, right? They're like, Oh, it's only going to be this, Right. And and then it and then eventually it, it gets better and then it's then it's a personality and you've I'm sure you've seen those like those AI generated TikToks that are like Star Wars but it's Balenciaga and they like they're all like or the fashion Pope that yeah. came out oh, last yeah. week even even uh, Spotify has it like a DJ feature now yeah the DJ really like, amazing brings in your songs that thing's fucking real as shit it's like, crazy yeah. AI was it's a was such a slow build and now it's all of a sudden it's exploding yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was rumored for for decades you know and then now it's all here at one so moment. I think I think to to, to I, I could rant about this for hours mm-hmm. but radio killed itself and when it dies, when it becomes no longer a viable business model, the only people to blame will be the executives who put it there. And that's the end of the story. Uh, radio could be extreme. Why is radio, why is no one listen to the radio but everyone listens to podcasting? It's the same fucking thing. When you listen to an audio show on Spotify, what's the difference? I was on this in like 2008. Yeah. It's been heartbreaking to watch from the inside. Yeah, oh. Just, terrible it's screaming terrible. yeah this is it it's a bummer it's and, a real bummer and you're you're some kid and no one listens to you and now it's fucked yeah so i'm 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 bummed about the state of things i think there's a lot of people really good people within the industry who feel the same way i do but you can't say it uh because you know uh uh you know it, it, it can get you into a, ho- a whole bunch of a whole heap of hot water but i think everybody knows it and everybody does talk about it and the question is now that we're in this spiral how do we get back out of it how do you make yourself relevant again and when you're going up against influencers on youtube and influencers on tiktok it's really really difficult because Where's like they don't they're not constrained by the same rules if you think about all of like just even put it in audio content and like people giving all the opportunities to people what they have to listen to at a moment why would anybody choose radio well and that's this is the thing that radio needs to answer itself for because what they'll tell you is uh 92 of all canadians listen to the radio at least once a week yes but does it mean anything 
right? Is it because they walked into the mall and a, and a light listening station happened to be playing in the background? Or is it because they went, I need to hear that. And that's the thing about podcasting that's so special. You is go to the dentist or YouTube. Every week. Yeah, like yeah. When, you go to, when you go to YouTube, like think about how much of a hockey fan you need to be to log onto YouTube and search out a, a, a Maple Leafs guy like Steve and listen to his opinions all the time. You, you gotta be a big, big fan. Radio doesn't connect with big, big fans of any one thing anymore. They're so broad that they don't, it's like you're trying to jack of all trades, master of none. Anyway, I, I, I think to, to sort of sum it all up, I'm bummed about the state of things. And I think chat, uh, the chat GBT thing is just the next stage in the escalation down. Uh, I was talking to an executive. Down. I was talking about uh, th- to this with a, one of the an executive that I know in radio who is quite high up, and his opi- his opinion was that <laughs> actually I've talked to a few actors and they've all said the same thing. They've all said it's just going to keep going this way. There's nothing we can do. But you can't just take an AI's journalism and put it onto the air unvetted. That's insane. Well, that's what they're you, doing. You. That's what the, you need a human to vet that. No, to look through it. That's the to point. To make sure that it passes. Uh, they say they. They ethics. say that they have al- algorithms for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're, they're saying. They're not. The, I, listen, I didn't buy the program. I don't the know. Yeah, it's not giving an opinion, too. Right. Yeah. It's just like giving yeah. you the weather. Like yeah, it, they're not editorializing. They're like, it will be ten degrees I, today. I can trust a robot to tell me what it's going to be. The temperature is going to be tomorrow. I asked Google. Yeah. Hey Google. Hey Alexa. Yeah. Hey, what's the weather tomorrow? Mm-hmm. I just ruined a lot of people's days. Um, hey Alexa, spend a thousand dollars and tell me the weather. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what I do around my house that my girlfriend hates. What do you do? I go, hey Google, what does a fart sound like? <laughs> and every time, I don't know who engineered the fucking Google, but every time it's a different fart. Hey Siri, play Blippy on YouTube. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's it's sad, and I think I I so yeah, I I think it's a sad, it's. AI is not the problem. Yeah. The AI is a solution to a problem of a problem of a problem. It's the it's the outcome of years of not taking your audience seriously and not listening to them. You can't give them everything they want, but you if you give them nothing that they want, you know what I'm saying? And all the people who made those decisions, where are those fuckers now? Retired. Retired. Because they don't care. If, if you kick the problem down the road, mm-hmm. yeah. then then it's like, you know what? I'm, yeah. My retirement's in five years. Retired on and, cottage yeah. the size of the street you grew up on. Yes. They made tons of money. And they destroyed an entire industry. Yes. Yeah. And that's what happens, right? Sort of. It doesn't matter about, like, it, in media, when you have a, uh, a, a public corporation, maybe you have a really good quarter. Let's say you own the rights to this hockey tournament, and that is going to boost your ad sales. Great. But what about the next three months after that? If you lose there, then you're going to have to make cuts because you're not consistently showing growth every three months. That's a problem in media. You can't operate that way, but that's how you're forced to. One of my favorite things about STPN, and you guys might laugh at this, is the idea that we actually get to hire people. Mm -hmm. I think it's so fucking cool. And I'm always like, how about this? And how about that? And you guys are like, no, Steve, there's no justification for that. Because you guys are smarter business people than me. I'm always like, what about this? And what about, I'm just the, the child in the candy store. And you go, okay, you can have one. 
You, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. We have those at home. You can have what? Yeah, no, we have we have that at home. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just can't imagine getting excited about. Ooh, we don't have to hire anybody. We could have a robot do it. Yeah. I just, I don't relate to that. Yeah. I don't. I would sooner close up shop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, and, and and I'm sure that the people making those decisions if you were to give them truth serum and take them away from the contract that they're in, would also say that. But what they would tell you is, am I serving the business by spending more money than I have to? And in a corporate setting, the answer is always no. If you're spending more money than you have to, then you're not doing the job, which is for the corporation, which is to save as much money and to make as much as you can. Get another one. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, my computer started playing Blippy, though, so thank you for that. Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah, it did. But I had the sound off, but the Siri thing came on. So much of what should delete some. So no. much of what radio came down. I told you stop ruining people's days. But I joined in on the fun. It was too much fun. So much of what radio came down to in the last like twenty years is the way content has gone is gone towards specificity. You know, you get what exactly the genre you want in this niche little group, and you find your little bubble on the internet. And radio has gone the complete opposite, where it's we need to appeal to the most amount of people at all times, and nothing's really for anyone anymore. It's yeah. Like Do you ever type something into YouTube and not? find it no rarely it's impossible almost impossible no. yeah. you find your little group yeah like it, or your big group you know i but. i like this game and it's or super TikTok. nerdy it's called medieval total war or rome total war and they're just like war games or whatever and it's nerdy as hell but i that's what i watch on youtube i'll watch guys who like build up their armies and like you know and how they strategize and how they deal with the geopolitical situation whatever the thing is and there's four or five hundred thousand of us and we all watch every video, right? And that's that's kind of where the world's going. And I, I think that that's or part of it. you can listen to a robot who's like, I'm going to be everything to everyone at, all at once. Yeah. Well, I, my question and is... And then they make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> where Will Smith takes on security robots. Um, I, no, he's talking about a different one. I, I know. I was just... <laughs> I, I have a question. I everywhere, everything all at once. I have a question about uh, about the weather, though. Honestly, why What's does anybody the deal with it? Why does anybody have to know? Why does anybody announce the weather anymore? Right, you like I talk about weather. it on the morning show, but the only reason I do it is because I'm like, hey, it's going to be a beautiful day, and this, this, and this to like support that. Like this week is a short week, right? I, I call these like because Good Friday. You've got, oh, okay. um, you've got the. I was like, it's too cold for shorts. It's a. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the weather. That's- oh, no, no, stop. stop. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the button. So <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> hey Alexa, is it shorts weather? <laughs> so you stop. <laughs> stop it. So you 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 you're like, hey, this is hey, it's going to be 15 degrees and sunny today, which it is in Toronto. And you got Friday off or it's, or it's time and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a short week or it's time and a half. So either way, it's good. That's how I kind of phrase it. You wrap it into something. But like with, why would you have somebody who's on the radio going, it's going to be eight degrees today and I stop there? If you're driving around, you want to know, like, is it going to rain? But you could just hour? go, hey, Siri, on your phone, what's the weather? Yeah, but like, what if you're driving and you don't have that function enabled? I don't know. I guess. I guess it, it makes sense in some respects. I think... And it's a lot of the problem with radio. I think that's something that somebody's probably rather listen to a podcast than listen to, hey, is it going to be raining an hour? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like 
this could be a five hour show. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Right. And I'm sorry if you're bored. I, I just, if no, you get no, me no. started on something like that, I got lots of opinions and I'm bummed. I, at the end of the day, I'm bummed. I'm sad because there was a very unbelievable, like, like the people who were great DJs, really real DJs were so spectacularly talented and we've lost that. And I'm bummed about it because it was an art form, but I think it's past its prime. I, I got to a point where, so I, I, I wrote my book five years ago mm-hmm. and it was sort of a, uh, I would get questions from students all the time. Hey, what advice do you have? So the book is a collection of stories where I'm like, okay, well, here's how I did it. From the zoo. From the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> how the I zoo gets you into hockey. The zoo and you. I learned inter- interchangeable <laughs> skills at the zoo. I became better on a mic at the Toronto Zoo yeah. than I ever did at Ryerson. Yeah. Okay. That is so 100% the truth. You're going to talk about how it's like, oh, it's a book about media and all that stuff. What chapter do you move on from the zoo to your job at Rogers? Or at least TV, sorry. Uh, the chapter where go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> how far into the book? Let's be honest about what the book is. How far into the book do we get past the zoo stories and to media? Like a quarter? So is the book really about the media or is it about the zoo? I think uh, the book is about kiss my ass. <laughs> I, I think is what it's about. No, tell your story. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't I do that, Jesse? So there's just a lot of zoo in it. So it. So I wrote that and a lot of people were like, you know what? This is really helpful. It's one fucking chapter. God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> it's a quarter of the book. No, it's fucking not. There's other stuff before and after the zoo stories. It was a highly requested chapter. With lots of whimsical entertainment involved. <laughs> when I wrote the goddamn motherfucking uh, book. Did you ever put Mike Weir on a ride at the zoo? <laughs> I did. That was a story that related to sports, Disney. So, and I thought it was perfect. So, I thought it made sense. Steve, just remind him there's glare on the TV, okay? Yeah, uh, well, when I stand up, <laughs> I get rid of some of it. So, it's okay. actually a really good So workout. what were you going to say, though, as squat. it pertains to... So, yeah, Mike Weir. I wrote the book, pauses for interjection. I wrote the book... Five years ago. In 2018, mm-hmm. and it was, it was meant to sort of be like, hey, here are some of my experiences for how I got here, basically. And some time passed, and I guess during some of the darker days of COVID as the business and also the world collapsed onto itself. I I got to a point very shortly after that book came out where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to tell people anymore. Hmm. I don't know what to tell people. Oh, like how to get into media, how to get into, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you do. No, but I've, I've changed my mind on that. And the reason I've changed my mind on that is I've changed my thinking on that. If you're looking at it in the narrow, narrow minded way that I looked at it when I was in school, yeah, you're, it's going to be tr- hard for you. If you're looking at it like, how do I get into radio? How do I get into television? I will admit I no longer know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. But a lot of things from that book still apply, like interchangeable skills. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that you're on your phone all the fucking time and on your computer all the time? So I, I got YouTube Premium. So I don't have to watch ads while Leo's watching Cocomelon and or Blippi or whatever else. God, I'm so glad the Cocomelon years are behind me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's the only way to get him to eat food some nights. Anyway. Got it. Um, since I got YouTube premium, because it shows you the benefits, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, 
goes here. Here's uh, the benefit of owning YouTube Premium. Please keep subscribing to YouTube Premium. 3,100 minutes of ad-free YouTube, right? How many YouTube channels do you watch? How many TikTok uh, accounts do you watch? How many podcasts do you listen to? Now, not all of those YouTube accounts and podcasts and TikTok accounts and whatever are profitable. So if you're looking at it from a business perspective, no, not all of them are profitable. But there's an unbelievable amount of content still being made and consumed. If you learn interchangeable skills, I promise you'll still get there. Yep. All the things still apply. Same things apply. Uh, Do you know graphic design? That's wonderful. Do you know audio or video editing? That's wonderful. Do you know writing? Writing is always going to be important. And I don't give a fuck uh, uh, about the, the, the AI stuff. I promise you it'll never write anything as beautiful as a human being could. And if it does, it's from something a human being wrote. At the end of the day, it all comes back to human beings. If you keep learning these interchangeable skills, these behind the scenes thing, or if you just create something that resonates with somebody, I promise you'll be able to do it for a living if that's what you want to do. If you By want the way, to all those skills hobby, were all can... Jesse Blake skills. I just want to say he can do all four of those things that you mentioned. <laughs> Jesse <laughs> Blake has written so. things that made me cry. <laughs> Poetry. He wrote cards. a song Little called Waffles. Yeah, I no, but in all in all seriousness, I think dog. you're right. I think you're right, and you can always. The great thing about today versus when sort of we were coming up is, uh, um, uh, you can just do it. Yep, and that's what we did with this show. We just did it. One day we decided we were going to do a show, and that's where. And now, fast forward almost ten years. We're two months shy of ten years as of this, as of today. Um, this is this is uh, this is ten years of a lot of work, uh, a lot of not sleeping. A lot of other jobs on the side, but you, it is possible because we just decided to, and you can just decide to as well. So that's the positive. And don't just don't expect Boy. to be doing overnight news at a local radio station because it doesn't exist. <laughs> the robots will be doing that. That's one. right. Yeah. I just it's the industry's so fucking narrow minded. Like, would we have gotten? Could you have have done it if you were five years later than you were? I could have. It would have been harder. It would have been way fucking harder. Way harder. Because yeah, how many jobs did you have before you were like, I'm going to try this podcast thing? Oh, five. Right? So you were on... Uh, I you're, was an you're, intern. You're, you're on Virgin Mornings. Yeah. Would you have gotten that without um, Kiss Afternoons? Probably not. Would you have gotten that without Calgary Mornings? Probably not. Would you have gotten that without uh, you were doing evenings in Toronto before that? At two stations, probably not. Would you have gotten that if you hadn't done Halifax? Overnights, no. Would you have gotten that if you had not done Barry? Evenings and weekends, no. And who the fuck is hiring at a radio station in Barry? Not for evenings and weekends anymore. No. Yeah, that's yeah. why I went down the whole chain. Mm-hmm. If you take out the first one, the whole tower falls down. Yeah. So what? what is the... My it's co- so my weird is house that we cards. stopped hiring any entry-level position and the, the industry's crumbling. You fucking idiots that are retired and don't have to deal with any of this carnage. Right. Fucking assholes. It's just not my problem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, our, our contribution, like, as we build this, this little network we're trying to do and, and trying to get everything up and running, give people opportunities, 
in the media industry is, is this thing on our mugs that I'm not game, game over. over, you know, we're trying to build that brand out and give people these post game shows on our, on our YouTube channel and existing podcast forum, just give people an industry a start, you know, and I'm very proud of us for doing that. And we're kind of keep, growing. I'm proud of that I'm, game I'm, over I'm team. I'm proud man. of the job they've yeah. done. Holy they, were, shit. they are great. They're they, fantastic. And, yeah. and, and really, you see really growth and positivity. And yeah. I got to tell you behind the scenes, I don't know how many people care about this, but I need you to know that there's a great game over general chat for each of each market and just a general one for the whole thing. Supportive, so good. Uh, mm-hmm. helpful. Uh, I got problem solved. Like the team that Andrew's running and the people on those teams, if you haven't checked out the streams, these are good people. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's great to see. I'm so proud of who these people are just generally. Forget how they are in the air. But the growth on the air has been amazing. Yeah, no, like besides the content that they make, which is very good, like just them being such a great team and core group of people is the thing that's the coolest thing about Game Over. Which is why I can't wait to cut them for Game Over Chat GPT next year. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Tonight's game was four to two for the opposing team. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fuck you. Shut up. You know what? We're going to hire Fact Boys. To do our game oh, over yeah? Factboys.gameover.org. <laughs> All right, I'll hit the button. Let's then. hit the button. Dot Facebook. I didn't get Not to play this button. one today. All right. All right, Steve, before I hit the extra button, mm-hmm. say something that I can play the drum roll for. Oh, man. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if the Leafs hit a home run with Michael, but that's because they were bunting. Oh. <laughs> Where's the Waka Waka? How have you not Waka waka me yet? It's not there yet. Oh, I'm upset. I got this one. That almost sounds like the beginning of a Will Smith song. (laughs) Summertime. A little bit of shit. (laughs) No, guys, before we go, I just got an email from SDPN. We've been laid off. No! The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.